Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling and Loving It podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, your friend at homeschool.com and homeschool mom of six. Join us as we keep it real and chat about the ups and downs of this amazing adventure we call the homeschool life. So grab a cup of your warm favorite and a comfy chair and let's get started. Welcome. I'm Jamie, Homeschool Mom of Six and editor at homeschool.com. And I'm here to welcome you to our Homeschooling and Loving It podcast, where we chat about homeschooling and parenting and everything in between. Over the last few months, we've been interviewing homeschool experts, which are really just homeschool moms and dads, just like you and I, who've been there and done that and love to help other homeschool families who are in the middle of it. Plus, we want to encourage you to visit these great resources, uh, the resources that our guests bring to our show, as well as our own resources at homeschool.com. So before we get started, I want to introduce our guest today. I'm super excited to have Lee Giles from Easy Peasy Homeschooling with us today. Lee, good to have you. (laughs) Thank you. Yay. So Lee has been a friend of homeschool.com for a while. She did a previous interview with our founder, Rebecca Kokenderfer, uh, several years ago. I couldn't quite pinpoint when. <laughs> it was a while ago. <laughs> yeah. So we're really delighted to have her back again with us. And Lee, before we kind of jump into whatever's on your heart today, would you share just a little bit about yourself and how you got into helping homeschoolers? Um, well, my name's Lee Giles. Um, I'm also a mother of six. I have one daughter who's my oldest and five boys and the youngest is eight. Um, so although I have, you know, college age, I still have, you know, elementary school as well. We're still in the middle of it for a long time to come. Um, you know, I always say have a girl first. That's my advice. If you want my advice, they're so helpful. <laughs> to have around. Uh, <laughs> um, so I am the creator of Easy Peasy All in One Homeschool. Um, I used to say before that existed, I always say I'd homeschooled from birth. Like it was always my plan to homeschool, always what I wanted to do. When I was in high school, I asked my parents to homeschool me and they said, no way. I was too stubborn. There was no way they were going to deal with me trying to homeschool me. But it was always my intention. This, this is me who I am so my daughter was like a baby and I'm like writing lesson plans for when she turns two I'm going to start teaching her the alphabet you know and by the time she was two she already knew the alphabet because she was very verbal young and she just asked questions and she was my only one at that point so we sat and she loved to be read to we read for hours all the time and you know she what's that letter what's that letter <laughs> you know and she she knew them all by the time I got there I just throw out my plan and so that was the first time I learned you know, <laughs> that learning happens just in life. I don't have to like have this all, you know, planned out curriculum, follow, this is how you go line out with it. Learning just happens as you live together. That's a good homeschool lesson to learn that we all get to at some point that homeschooling is more than just following the lesson plans. Um, so, I was always making my own materials like that. We also didn't have a lot of money. We lived in someone's converted garage at that point. Um, 
my husband, we, my husband was in seminary and working. So, you know, there was one of those situations. So, and I was home, we didn't have a lot of money. So it was always, I had been making my own materials just for that reason. And also it's fun for me. I'm, you know, the, both my parents were teachers. I, you know, played teacher growing up. You know, this was something I was comfortable with and enjoyed doing, you know? Um, so we, at that point, when she was two and I had another new baby, we went overseas as missionaries and we, you know, I, I, I thought we would be back on furlough before my daughter was, you know, we're gonna have like three years, my daughter's gonna be like five, and then we'd come back and I'd get a curriculum. Well, here she was really verbal saying, how do I, how, you know, teach me to read, teach me to read. I was like, can you wait? And she just kept nagging me until I started making materials to teach her to read. So, you know, that's all started just very naturally being asked, you know, like just from her, you know, can you teach me? I started making like little power powerpoints with phonics and putting words together i just started making different materials um for her uh, because she wanted to learn to read and she learned to read when she was two that's her she's not a math person <laughs> but she's a reader um they're all different you know and uh so you know all that just sort of came about and then eventually um, just being overseas, getting books overseas, it's very hard. You've flown, you know, there's a weight limit on your suitcases and books are really heavy. And we, I, you know, it was this whole game of putting books in every single suitcase and trying to get the weight right. <laughs> to, you know, how am I going to, you know, and it got really hard. And as you, if you know, homeschoolers, the books tend to pile up and up and up and up and up and you get another bookcase. <laughs> and, and, um, and it just got hard. And that's how I got started with, that's, I mean, <laughs> that's everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we left one country, we left three book, we donated three bookcases of books of our <laughs> novels and stuff to um, a school. Um, can't, you can't take it. You can't, you know, we just out of necessity, you know, this just all sort of grew really naturally. Um, but I had to, that's how I got started with online reading online, give my kids online books to read, doing more things online. It's just out of necessity, out of that. Um, and I started and just um, different things converging <laughs> of um, starting to work online. And um, at this point, my husband wasn't working at all for <laughs> this story is on our site. And I talk in some different places. I have this, this whole story, but he left his work and we just um, lived by miracle for like a year and a half. We just didn't have any income. And so it was during this time. Um, so we really just don't have a lot of money. I'm not just gonna like buy lots of stuff. And I remember ordering just a digital download of some homeschool material. And then I saw and I was like, I could make this myself. And it's just kind of beat myself. Like, why did I spend the money on this? You know, like I could do this. Um, and that's when I started making lap books, um, if you know the term. So there's these hands-on things. They're sort of like glorified worksheets where you get to cut and paste and fold paper instead of just filling in the answers. Yeah, kids love. So I started, I started making those and we were overseas. So I put up, we had a little family website for the grandparents to see pictures of the kids and write about what we were doing. So I put pictures of their schoolwork online and Google alerts would tell people that there's a new lap book mention online. I started getting these random stranger people showing up on my family thing for just the grandparents. 
And I didn't, I thought that was really, felt really weird to me. Uh, it's just pictures of my kids and it was just supposed to be for family. Um, so I started a homeschool website where I posted the lab books and, you know, there's not just, you know, this easy peasy, if you know what it is, it's a really big, huge thing right now, but this is how it started. It was nothing like this plan of I'm going to create this business. There's <laughs> nothing like that at all. Um, the Lord just brought it about, you know, it's just living each day. It just happened, which is the, the fun kind of, I like when the Lord leads that way, <laughs> but it just kind of happens. Um, so, and then you're not trying to make it happen, which is a better place to live out of. Anyway, um, so I started a, a homeschool just website and I gave away my, we made lap book stuff and I put it up there for free for people to download. So I got this little following of like a hundred people, which was, was, seemed huge at the time, you know? Yeah. Now it's like a hundred thousand or whatever, you know, but uh, it seemed, you know, it's just like, oh, these people, you know, and to, to me, it was really fun. Um, and I appreciate all the free stuff I could find online at that point, you know, like I appreciated that and you want to offer it to other people as well. So, and I started organizing um, just the free stuff I found just to be able to use for my kids. I'm an organizer, my gift. Okay. My thing that I say is that everyone has a genius. Like every kid has a genius in them. Every kid's a genius in some way. Um, which is why I love homeschooling because that kid can go to school and feel stupid. Like they're not, can't do anything because they're not a good reader and they just fall behind or, you know, whatever, or I'm not good at math or whatever. You get these stereotypes, you get these things in your head, whatever. Um, you can miss, you know, getting to excel in that special thing, you know? Um, so we can talk more about that, but, um, my little genius is um, outlines. I write outlines. This is my gift that God gave me to give back to the world. I just think, I just think God plants something in everyone um, that you're just born with. I mean, we, I think we should, you know, look at great athletes and great singers and just glorify God. Like, look how he made people. It's, it's amazing. Um, I think he should get glory for uh, any, anyone who can do something amazing because he's the originator of any of that. I write outlines. That's what I do. I can even remember my first outline when I was 10. Like, I love that outline. Like, I can still remember it. Um, and it wasn't until years into Easy Peasy, I was like, oh, I write outlines. This is what I do. Like, I, I outline information. Like, it wasn't something I knew. And then like, oh, this is what I do. So I'm going to do it. It was like years later, I was like, oh, looking back. Oh, I see. This is what I do. So back in those early days, I was organizing. I was putting into outlines. Here's language arts materials. And then you know, divided into, you know, now parts of speech and now it's, very, you know, I had it all organized into outlines so I could find the lesson I wanted. I bookmarked pages for my kids on Monday. I tagged them Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So I bookmarked them so they know what page to go to for the lesson that day. And I'd write out assignments for them. And then every weekend I'd throw out the assignments, I'd write new ones, and I'd re-bookmark Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And I thought, I'm like throwing away all these lessons I'm creating. Yeah. And that was the birth of Easy Peasy. I, <laughs> because I was like, I'm going to save these lessons. Um, I have other kids that are going to, you know, grow up and they're going to be this age and they're going to need these same lessons. So, so I used to always say I homeschool easy. That's what I used to say before Easy Peasy starts, probably where the name came from. Yeah. But 
I used to, when people would, you know, ask me, well, how do you do it? What is, what method, you know, people ask, what method? Are you this? Are you that? You know, I like to be nothing. Um, I don't like being called by a label. You know, I used to say, well, I homeschool easy. Um, for most kids, when they move to easy peasy, it gets easier, days get shorter, gets more fun. For my kids, the days got longer and harder because <laughs> I had this like two, listen to this, people love this. When, when people are really stressed out, I recommend this to them. I had our readings that we had, the books that we had with us, and I organized them on a shelf in an, an order. I had the science books and the history books. And then, so you read. So this is, you read English and math, two subjects. You read, but it was history or science, kind of half the year history, half the year science. You read a book and then you write something, you know, they're either copying or responding or finding the nouns or whatever. I just would make up something on the fly. This is what you're going to write today. And that was your language arts. And so it's kind of like all wrapped up together. And then, um, and then they did their math. Um, so, you know, I just kept it really simple um, in those early days. And then when I wrote the lessons online, I had to divide up the subjects. I couldn't figure out how to make that work with all the different ages and stuff and had to get divided up. Um, but yeah, it's, I... My, if I have an approach, it's just keep it simple, keep it easy, keep it short and sweet. We say hit the basics and do them well, but then give your kids time and space <laughs> to do the thing they love to do. So uh, my really simple example is my daughter, who's my oldest, um, because she's an artist. So it's just really easy with her because, you know, she did her school. She obviously was a great reader. She graduated high school, probably like a seventh grade math level <laughs> of what she was like really had um, because I didn't see the point in her being a C student through algebra, geometry, whatever, never getting it. Um, we just she did math all the time. She did math every day. It wasn't that we only did that many years of math. We did math every day, but that was how she moved forward. Yeah. Um, but now she's a senior in college and she's an A plus GPA. And you know, I hate to say it doesn't really, you might need it later, but you know, she has her business math and now she's, you know, she sells her artwork. She pays taxes. She, you know, she has to do these types of things and she's learned what she's needed to learn along the way. Um, but what homeschooling gave her was that time um, she could spend like six hours a day doing artwork and um, you know when she was 13 she went to this we were in America and she went to a summer program for high school students so it was mostly juniors kind of checking out the college and then it was this 13 year old and they're like she has the most experience of anyone here because she just had the time to put into it um, and not everyone knows what they love to do that you know it's not always that simple but um, I you know, like to encourage parents to give your kids the time and space and try to relax. <laughs> and, you know, if they spend three hours building Legos, you know, it's trust that there can be a purpose even in that. Um, and it's not necessarily better spent doing another course, doing another activity, doing whatever else that isn't gonna matter that's not gonna matter in the end um I feel like we tend to especially in America we have a hard time breaking free from that everything has to fit in that traditional mindset 
But you're so right. Well, if I can take the take this moment to bring up the original interview was called uh, How to Take Your Homeschool from Ordinary to Extraordinary. So um, if I were to define that, I would say ordinary would be like what's usual, right? And so extraordinary is what's outside of usual. So the usual is, you know, what everyone else is doing, right? So it's <laughs> trying to take standards and make sure you check off each one at home or you get the curriculum that everyone says they love and you try and do it and try and do it all and just follow the directions and, you know, stress yourself out and, you know, <laughs> whatever. And you don't like homeschooling because you're doing this thing that was made for someone else. It wasn't made for you. Exactly. Um, so I think the extraordinary, the outside of the usual is you making it your own, making it for yourself. And the way I talk about that is to say that homeschooling is an extension of parenting, right? Everyone parents a different way. Every family has its own culture. So there's like just that alone. If you can understand what culture is um, and how every family is different, um, there's no way that one thing is for everybody. It just can't exist. It, it doesn't exist. So the more you can recognize your choices in parenting, and if you can make those choices, even in parenting, and it overflows into homeschool, if you can make those choices out of love for God, love for your children, <laughs> then that's the right direction. You know, if you're making these choices because this is what they say I need to do, if you're making these choices because th this is called rigorous and I need to prove that I'm, I hate the word rigorous. Yeah. <laughs> it's a buzzword. It's a buzzword. I'm driving you crazy. We have a rigorous program. Um, I'd rather have peace and joy than rigor in rigor. my homeschool. Yes. Um, and, you know, I need to get my kid into this college or they have to have that scholarship or so <laughs> they're like, you know, eight and you're like drill them and all this stuff trying to push them because you have decided this outcome that has to be instead of <laughs> walking by faith and saying, Lord, this is your child. You know their future. I don't. We want to walk your steps. We want to end up where you want us. Because um, if you put him in his hands, he's going to get him there. And you don't want it to be a bumpy ride. You'd rather just go with them along the way instead of push your kids in this direction. Then he has to get him over here. And that ties so, in with what yeah. you said about them being experts in certain areas. And needing yeah. that, that, those strengths and that area that they're so good at or passionate about. Yes, I love that. And it takes some faith. There was, um, it might have been La La Land or something, won the Oscars, but an article. I remember that the best music or whatever. And that guy got up with his award and thanked his mom for letting him quit soccer to be in a musical. <laughs> and thanked all the parents out there who let their kids, you know, go, you know, sing in the rain, you know, if they wanted to. Yeah. And I just really love that because you have to let go, right? Let go of you know, I don't know, the whole putting your kids in sports or whatever, all these things that <laughs> preconceived ideas, <laughs> preconceived ideas of what they need or what's good for them. Um, and let them, you know, you don't, I don't want to get into like cliche stuff, you know, I'm fine to the R or whatever, but God created them to be a unique individual and 
you want them to be that who they were created to be. You want them to be that person. So you don't want, if you're honest, hopefully, deep down, you don't want them to become, you know, this Harvard graduate, if that's just not who they are, you know, like, you know, yeah, they'd be miserable, right? The people who drop out of medical school or become a doctor and then quit to become a comedian, you know, whatever, like, they, parents pushed them one way and, you know, they had to go through that rough patch, right, to get in the other direction. Um, But homeschooling offers you an amazing opportunity to let your kids have that time when they're young it's not as risky they're not in their 20s off you know having to sleep in someone's couch because they can't afford rent because they're trying to do this new thing that was what they really wanted all along but let them do it now so like my next one after my daughter you know she got the full scholarship but it, it was you know based on her artwork and she had all experiences she was really really good she was only 16 and she got a full scholarship but um she god gave her the gift and she put in the hard work. She spent lots of time on it, but she did that because she loved it. Um, so she, you put in the hours and you put in enough hours multiplied by the talent and it gets really, really good. Like the next child, um, his thing is um, 3D modeling on the computer. He, you know, it's kind of like, he, he's in the, he was gonna apply for college and then all this stuff hit and he didn't, he's like, I don't want to do home. I don't want to do online school. We just kind of put a pause. And now he's like, I, do I need, you know, now he's like, I'm in hall and about going to college because he's started working, he started getting jobs, doing this thing that he loves. Um, so he has one year complete just from doing credits little by little. So for right now, he's just doing that, getting um, one year of college complete. And uh so he's continuing doing that, but like, I like giving him the opportunity to try to build up a business now, you know, <laughs> from my basement, you know, like instead of him being off on his own and, or with the family and then struggling, trying to, you know, and be a lot harder and he may have to give up on it. Whereas now's a great time. If you can give them the time and space, um, you know, he got a full job, full-time job offer. That was really good. And he turned it down or like, but <laughs> we're trying to like trust him because he takes part-time um, contract work mm-hmm. for small things. So he has income coming in and then he makes things and sells like people buy his plants or his trees that he made or tools for building cities. He, he, he has stuff that he makes and, and he sells, he has an income from it. But how awesome that he's still a teenager and he's starting to build up this business and he's built up a reputation to the point where he's getting unsolicited job offers. And, you know, I know he can't support a family (laughs) if he wanted to, he could take one of those jobs. And, uh, but you had to give him that time to do that, you know, like not get off the computer, go, you know, work at the local store or whatever, (laughs) you know, you know, start earning some money, you know, like there's other things we could have, you know, pushed him towards, um, but you kind of have to trust, you know, trust him, trust his relationship with the Lord. But, but you know, I think they're both really successful stories in my mind. I don't know if you don't think it is, but in my no. mind, I think they've both been really successful. Yeah. Um, but it takes some faith to let go, to let them, let them sink, let them be in the, the musicals and the plays. And you think they can't earn a living that way, <laughs> you know, but if they can, 
put in the time and effort, they can, you can become really great at anything. There's, there are people who build Legos for a living. Now it's not a normal job that you can just be like, well, I'm going to go get that job. But if you spent those extra hours that other people didn't spend, you could become really good at something. Um, or being a whitewater rafting guide. There's so many jobs out there, so many unique jobs mm -hmm. that just preparing, here's our, you know, exactly. <laughs> the courses that everyone takes and finishes and that prepares you for work. Excuse me. So I know I had, was writing something yesterday and this kind of came to mind, um, that whole idea of encouraging our children in those things that they really, really have an interest in, but then what do you do if they have no talent or actually no gifts in that area? <laughs> so I, yeah. you know, that's a, that's a kind of a tight line to walk. It is. You want to encourage, but yet, you know, and then I thought at some point, super high interest would almost trump that lack of gift or natural talent. Hard work will trump talent any day because someone with talent who's not the hard worker only can, they plateau they can only go so far but somebody's willing to work hard will be recognized uh, absolutely even if they don't get to where they had dreamed they can there's a place for anyone who's willing to work hard <laughs> their gift <laughs> and people recognize that yeah I appreciate um, what you said today about trusting your children and trusting what God is doing with your child. And I just, you know, I just want to share that I'm kind of in that place right now, sort of struggling with, with uh, my older children. And that was so helpful to me, I'm sure to other homeschool moms and dads that are listening as well. You know, when you have these older siblings that are really good at what they do, you know, there's a younger one that says, well, I can't, I don't have anything special. I have one kid that says that I don't have anything special. I don't have anything that I do. He sees that. And I tell him his special gift is love. He's our sweetheart, you know, which to me, the Bible says it's the greatest gift, right? It's harder to convince him of that, but his heart is to become a missionary. And I'm like, that's exactly what you need to be. You need to love others. That's exactly your job description. If that's what you're going to do. And he works on learning the language of the country he wants to go to. Um, it's just, and, you know, he does his academics. Everyone does their school. Everyone's doing their basic school. We're not like we're not abandoning school so we can just, you know, draw all the time. Uh, we're just playing on the computer all the time. You know, we're still doing, you do school. We do all the basics. Um, Easy peasy tries to keep it short. Um, when people first start, they're just like, we finished school in like an hour. Is that okay for the little kids? You know, we finished in under two hours today. Is that okay? <laughs> like, did you do it? Then yes, it's okay. That's how long it took you. They have all their basics and we try and do them well. You know, easy peasy, it's called easy peasy, but it's easy for the parents, you know, like they, it goes up through calculus, you know, they read Shakespeare, you know, they're doing all that stuff. It's all in there. It's not like it's, you know, some kind of sham thing because we really just are going to sing in the rain all day. Um, it's, real, it's a real school and a real education. <laughs> and again, it's that preconceived idea that it has to take eight hours to educate a child every day. And, and that's just not so. It doesn't. We try the longest, it's probably four to six hours for high schoolers, depending on what courses they're taking, how many they're taking. Once my kids get to high school, I let them um, adapt school to themselves more. Um, I think it helps with the motivation for school at that age. 
um, where it gets to be harder <laughs> and not as much, um, you know, all the games and some of the younger kids get to do yeah. um, more intense schooling. I let them kind of form it around themselves. Like my daughter loved to read. So, you know, can I take an extra English class? You know, sure. She loves the old language. She loves reading the old books. She reads stuff I don't understand. Yeah, she, that's, I'm like, here, she loved history. She took the easy basic history course. But for science, she's like, I'm not really interested. So we've designed our own science class. So she was an artist. So she did anatomy. So she spent all year drawing bones and muscles, you know. <laughs> she got to college. I'm like, she's really good at drawing. I'm like, well, she spent a year drawing muscles and bones. She knows, like, um, you know, she learned the names and stuff like you would in an anatomy class. But it was, you know, served her purpose. So she cared more about it. She did light one year for science. Um, one of her specialties in her art is light. Wow. Um, pe people look behind it like, like this is a light bulb because it like, looks like it's glowing. Wow. So she learned all about light, read books of light. I had to write a 10 page paper about light by the end of the year, you know, just simple things like that. But because it was her choice, it was a motivation there and it meant something to her as opposed to just, you know, getting done each day. Right. And it aligned with her interest. I mean, she yeah. was able to use her study on light and art. How lovely. Perfect. So anytime I, a kid is disengaging, um, not caring about the schoolwork, I, you know, we have a conversation about, well, is there something that you do want to say? And I can't come up with anything, then too bad. You have to just do yes. your schoolwork. Okay. But if there is something they really want to do, like, well, I want to keep, you know, my one son for a while got really interested in World War II, you know, but the unit ends, you know, and he's like, well, can I keep, you know, reading books on this or whatever sure <laughs> you know if you want to do that that's great you know? watch videos read books let's put together something at the end you know write me something or um you know something you know make them show you know and get involved he made a video um of what he learned and stuff so i don't know that's that whole extraordinary right like allowing yourself to not do what you're supposed to do <laughs> because who said that to you um my probably my most popular blog blog post ever was entitled is it enough um we hear that mostly every parent feels that i've felt it you know everyone has the insecurity and that's why we go to that well this is what other people are doing <laughs> this is well, what are you using or whatever because we have those insecurities and it's just it's a fear right and we're told, do not be afraid. It's sin for us to be afraid. So we need to run away from those insecurities that we're feeling them. We cannot make our decisions based on them. That's something we need to turn away from. So if you're feeling that, know that, wait, this is whatever, whatever this is drawing me to, it's not the right thing because we're supposed to live by faith. Um, so that's the opposite, right? Faith and love, they're the opposite of fear. Maybe love's the opposite of fear. You love your kids. No one else loves them as much as you do. It's not like you don't care about your kids, <laughs> you know? So letting someone else say, this is what you should be doing with your kids. They don't love your kids as much as you do. They're not the ones who know them. Um, you know them and you love them. So you can't, you know, take that in from anywhere else. And, and we don't like that, right? Uh, America's horrible with this. The church is horrible with this, right? We just want the how-to book. We just want to follow the plan. I mean, churches do it. I mean, Christians do it and they should know better. We, we 
get the how to be a mom, how to be a dad, how to be a husband, how to be a wife. And people, they make millions and millions of dollars on us just not being willing to, why don't we do that? Why do we turn to all these things? And instead of turning to Jesus, and it's just that simple faith, which can free you from all of that, all of this, all of the burden of what you're supposed to be doing. But yeah, that, that isn't enough, you know, and that's just, it's a fear. It can be from, it can be eternal, internal, just, you know, my doing right by them. Are they going to be able to get a job? Are they going to get into college or whatever? It can be external, you know, the grandparents saying, how come he can't read yet? How come, you know, whatever. So it comes from different directions, but I mean, it's just like parenting, right? Back to the same point. Well, do they get to decide for you that, you know, movie night, that's bad. You shouldn't have that for your family. Why are you like glorifying movies in your home? You know, people can judge you in any sort of way. <laughs> people have lots of ways to judge you. Uh, would you let them do that for, oh, you let your kids eat, drink soda on their birthday? You know, like whatever. And if you can get beyond that in your parenting, well, this is what we've decided is good for our family, whatever it is. And it's different for everyone. A little, in some ways it has to be different for everyone. The homeschooling should look the same. It should be the same thing. Um, you should be able to break into like, well, this is how our family does it. And we should all accept that in each other. We shouldn't be trying to copy each other. Um, we should celebrate that in each other. Families should really be about that instead of being like, oh, I use this and trying to get other people to use what you have just to validate yourself and your choices, right? It's not, we don't, we don't help each other. Um, that's all our advice. <laughs> we, we're not always. Uh, and, and sometimes how we come across can be almost like, well, if, you know, this is what I use and it almost makes the person we're speaking to feel little, you know, feel like maybe yeah. they're not doing enough. So I think we need to be conscious of that even when we're sharing now it's i love it when someone shares something new with me or something really great that they found um but i think being conscious of how we share that and not making um our homeschool peers feel like they're less than because like you said we are we need to be unique every child is unique every family is unique and embracing that uniqueness is like you said, embracing what our creator has given us. He's mm -hmm. created us uniquely. He's created our family units uniquely. And um, I don't know, I'm all about that too. I see so many moms that and dads that see what other people are doing and they let it affect the choices that they make right. for their own children. A good example of that is all the kids taking Latin. You know, like if your kid's not going to be a lawyer, like, why are we studying Latin, everybody? Like, I don't, you know, I don't, you know, trends, the word rigorous, you know, whatever. Like, it's just, we've already said that. Yeah, we need to think, we need to think about why we're making decisions. Um, you do that with parenting too. And if you have parenting books, you know, get rid of, get rid of all of it, you know, like turn back, just read your Bible and, and. To talk to Jesus. Um, yeah, I mean, I've just, everyone's gotten caught in it at some point. I mean, and that's the only reason we could talk about it because we've all got caught up in it, um, in whatever way, um, for a long time or a short time, or even just thinking about it, whatever, and letting it burden you for a while. You know, in some way, all of us have been there and, <laughs> and done 
on the wrong side. Your, your Latin example was perfect. I felt like I had to teach Latin for a few years. And then I realized it was like, my kids keep this. What am I doing? So I'm like, no. My husband's a linguist. So he's like, it's a dead language. Like no one speaks this. Like this is not a useful language. <laughs> in our family, that's, that's how it is in our family. Yeah. For some kids, it's part of their future. And it's great for them. It's nothing bad about any of it, right? There's nothing bad with any of it. Let your kid get a full scholarship to Harvard. That's awesome. You know, nothing's wrong with any of the, any goal, but let it be authentic. Something impressed on, um, let God <laughs> choose your child's future. And we don't necessarily know, right? But what do I need to do today, right? What's the next thing we should do? Let's do that. So, much. so as, as we wrap up for today, can you share with us if, if we have a new, if we're a new homeschooler and we want to try to start using easy peasy all in one, how, what's the first step that we would take um, to get started? So all in one homeschool, it's all in one homeschool.com is the main site um, just from there, but it's called all in one homeschool because it's everything. Like it's the whole thing is designed to just be easy for you, all planned out, ready to go. We say whether you're lacking the time, money, or know-how, um, you know, we're there to help you do this. There's single working moms homeschooling. I mean, you know, we can help them do that. It's possible. Um, homeschooling is possible. We want to let people know homeschooling is possible. It's a free resource. It's a free site. All the resources are free. All the lessons are free. All the resources that we link to are free. And we really stay away from that, um, here's another great resource. Here's another great resource. Here's another great resource um, because it's just a burden to families. So we're a community. We have, there's a hundred Facebook groups. Um, we're just this community of people who will encourage you to adapt it, to make it your own, to let it be enough. Um, so there's a whole community there to help you get started. Um, if you, if you've seen the site before and haven't been back in the last couple of years, it's, we've, changed it and there's a new thing called my ep assignments that instead of just having all the lessons used to have a page with 180 lessons on it um now that you can choose your courses that you want for each child and it just delivers on that lesson for each course for that day just all together on a page um just always always working on it to try and make it easier for families um so anyway the first thing you'd probably want to do after poking around as there's a placement guide, there's a placement test because every curriculum's different, right? Don't start in third grade because your child's in third grade. They could be all different levels for different things and every curriculum's different. So it doesn't mean your child's only in second grade reading, it just means in this curriculum, this would be a really great spot for them to start so they feel successful and then you build from there. Um, that's what my guideline for placing a child is. Find where they're successful and then move on from there. Um, there's no point otherwise in homeschooling. <laughs> every day you can get 100, right? We can always be successful every day. Um, so that's the way to do it. And then um, there's you know, the links to the sites called My EP Assignments and you, you can just use it as a guest, but eventually you'll probably want to just create an account, which you can do for free, of course. And you know, set up, you know, choose your courses for your child. It can choose for you. You can just choose, put, click grade level, and it'll say what this is what's typical. But we really have everywhere the links to the placement. I um, encourage you to just 
relax and <laughs> find what's best for your child instead of trying to find, you know, set this grid line of this is where my kid's supposed to be. Um, so that's how we encourage you to get started. And it's all in one because it's everything. It's music, it's art, it's PE health, you know, it's all there. Try to make it simple um, so you don't have to supplement with lots of stuff. And it's a great way to get started just because it's free, you're not investing in anything and then feel like you have to use it because you spent all this money on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's eclectic. So sometimes you're using a textbook and sometimes you're watching videos and sometimes you're doing hands-on projects and some places there's units and then some places, you know, you're doing narration or there's all these different techniques and types of learning. So you might, you can use it and try out different things and say, well, we really like the videos or we really like what's a textbook. We really like that structure. We just want to be able to read. We don't like all this distraction of the other stuff, you know, you're going to, or we really like the hands-on projects and the units and we want to, you know, find something that has a unit study. So it's just an exposure to lots of different things that then you can see for your family what works, what works for your child. Uh, for each child, it can be different. <laughs> so um, it's just a great place to just get started, get your feet wet. And because it's such a supportive community, um, you can find that encouragement along the way. Yes, I love. <laughs> I won't it. say this is the way you have to do it. <laughs> right, right, and see that everything you said lines up even with the easy peasy online uh, curriculum because yeah. it's pick and choose, do what works best for you. I love that. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Lee. We've had a great chat. I feel like you've encouraged me personally, and I'm sure that you will be encouraging our listeners as well. And um, I want to thank our listeners for joining us today and join us in the future for our next homeschooling and loving it podcast. Mm-hmm.